You know, I guess I think I've always been a professional critic, you know, or some sort of professional appreciator or something. This is serious business here, man. Putting on a great show is the most important thing you can do. One great rock show can change the world. Movie studios are quick to cash in on sequels, but the hip-hop trio Deltron 3030 took its time. I'm Greg Koch. And I'm Jim DeRogatis. After a 10-year wait, Deltron 3030 is back with a sequel to its sci-fi epic. And Greg and I review Beck's first album in six years. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions. This is Sound Opinions, and Greg, one of the interesting things about Beck's new album is he's working with his father, David Campbell. He's done this before, most notably, I think, on Sea Change in 2002. Father's a really famous string arranger. He's worked with everybody from Bon Jovi to Metallica to that Spider-Man production on Broadway. Yeah, and listening to this album, Jim, I was thinking about how rare it is for a father to be working with his famous son on on a musical project of this level. We're going to talk about this album later on in the show, but first we've got some music news. Yes, the musical question, Are We Not Men? We Are Devo, in the song Jocko Homo from Devo, a great group out of Akron, Ohio. One of the founding members, Bob Casal, died a few days ago of heart failure at the age of 61. Bob's brother, Gerald, along with singer Mark Mothersbaugh, were considered sort of the creative driving forces in the group. But uh, Bob was there from the start, a key member as a keyboardist, guitarist, and backing vocalist, and uh, helped evolve that style, those deadpan lyrics, that, that sarcastic worldview about man de-evolving before our very eyes yeah, but and you those know, Greg, offbeat it, rhythms. It, it came from a, a sincere place. There was a great interview I saw in 2012 with Bob Casal where he said, we formed this band essentially right after the Kent State massacre in 1970. It it was a more immediate way of self-expression that required less money and no outside permission. You wouldn't put Devo in with the great 60s activist bands, but in their own way, they certainly were, and they made that kind of impact. Stardate 3040. Society continued to erode as the people began to collapse under the weight of economic despair. Ten years had elapsed since there had even been a blip of information on the whereabouts of the mythical duo. Then, when all seemed to be lost, a small glimmer of light appeared in the distance. Could it be? It's the return of Deltron Zero and Automator. That is the voice of Joseph Gordon-Levitt ushering in Deltron 3030's Decade in the Making sequel, The Event 2. 
In the world of this album, it's the 31st century, and Earth is a wasteland ruled by roving gangs. Corporate greed, runaway technology, economic disparity, all these problems have finally caught up with our planet. In this dire science fiction scenario, it's anything but ordinary in the world of hip-hop. Now, Greg, it's not surprising, the extraordinary nature of this record, considering the talent behind the supergroup that has made it. You have got producer Dan the Automator Nakamura, the man behind sounds from Gorilla. Gorillas and Dr. Octagon, on vocals Del the Funky Homo Sapien, an innovative, groundbreaking Oakland MC who uh, started out writing lyrics for his cousin Ice Cube. And finally, there's turntable composer Kid Koala. These three guys cross paths during the making of other hip-hop projects like Handsome Boy Modeling School and Gorillas. And in 2000, with a futuristic comic book inspiration, Deltron 3030 released its self-titled debut. Jim, the world has changed a lot since then, and Deltron sort of updated its sound and its perspective on the future in Event 2. So we welcomed all three members to our studio to play songs from the album and find out a little bit more about the process of making such a dense recording with such off-the-wall ideas. First up, we had Del the Funky Homo Sapien explaining his futuristic alter ego, Deltron Zero. Um, I was into, like, anime, you know, Japanese stuff like manga which is like Japanese comic books, video games I was into heavily, you know, leaning more on the sci-fi type of thing, you know, like giant robots, basically. <laughs> That's pretty much where the idea came from. I wanted to try something with rhyming that was, you know, along the lines of that and using some of the terminology from that world. For presentation to demonstration to penetration to your psyche where you can take the reins then form your own conclusion I'll restore your freedom before the industry made it a commodity you needed to buy back just the consumable that's regulated through legislation they make it jump through the mainstream once you get down the rabbit hole of science fiction it's right. like a whole other planet were you a, as a kid were you interested in that kind of thing how did you nope not really yeah <laughs> not really Star Wars wasn't a huge fan of Star Wars I actually fell asleep. <laughs> the original Transformers, not the Transformers movies that's out today. <laughs> I don't like those. 1984, too, by George Orwell, I guess, can be considered science fiction. Well, Orwell's certainly futuristic, looking ahead to what society could be. Um, mm. And it, it seems like there's a lot of that subtext in, in this record. So the story goes, at least from what I can gather, you bring this concept to, to Dan and, and things start rolling from there. I mean, we had, we had already known each other before, and then we'd worked right. together on the Handsome Boy Modeling School record, and we had a, a relationship. Can you just trace what that well, project was? Basically, Handsome Boy Modeling School is a project I had done with Prince Paul, the guy who produced De La Soul, came from Sets of Sonic originally, and um, both of us are record producers, so there's we don't do vocals, so we brought in a series of guest vocalists, including Dell on a couple songs, and we saw that there's a good, Dell and I saw that there's a good um, blend and combination of styles and stuff, so... We had decided in the future at some point, if there was something that's going to come up, it would be um, like, you know, something we'd like to try. You can achieve the hypnotic state by saying those things in your mind to yourself that is said to you on the recording, and then give yourself certain suggestions will change your attitude towards food. So it's a true collaboration. At what point do you come into things, Kid Koala? 
actually he's from Handsome Boy Modeling School too. Right, 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 he's right. Like, um, Eric's been been my, um, one of my main go to DJ guys all these years. And when when I did the um, original talks with Dallas, like I'm gonna bring Eric in. You know, this he's gonna be the right DJ for this. How did it work out with you, Kid Koala? Because you've obviously done a ton of different projects. I don't know. It's kind of like being offered to to, to work on this very cinematic project we're gonna do this record to sit in this year I'm like, okay no, cool just just, just, just to make things really clear he'll, he'll work on any wacky project i make yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah he has a, he has this big lab in montreal cuts vinyl and like you know there's mm-hmm. like a bunch of turntables around and mostly the, the the different records and sources he calls from it's such an old-fashioned term super group and that was thrown at Deltron from the very beginning. It sounds like a cliche, but still, I'm in awe to have you three guys here on Sound Opinions with all of the wonderful music you've given us over 20 years. Seems kind of super in a way. How's yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll accept that. I mean, <laughs> you, usually, when, yeah, that term gets thrown around so much that it doesn't even hold any meaning sometimes, you know what I mean? But in this case, yeah, I guess you can you can say that. And yet, this is something that was sustained over a long period of time. I mean, the first record came out in 2000, which seems like another, almost, it was almost another century. <laughs> and here you are, you sort of stuck with it over 13 years. Del, what kept you going? Tell you the truth, really, the fans is what really made me stick to it, really, because the way they were reacting to the first one made me want to make a proper one. Not many MCs feel this way. Positive contact. Positive contact. Positive contact. Because the first one was like a hobbyist sort of thing. I was just kind of like playing around with it. And when I seen like the fans really getting serious with some of the subject matter, I just said to myself, okay, let me let me revisit it and let me really give it to them. The first one's more like it's a futuristic romp, you know what I mean? And, and That's a good, yeah. Yeah, and there's there's there's... Stuff that's political and stuff in there, but as we made the record having, I say, fun with the future in the first first time around, I think we, after feedback and actually even just you know introspection, you realize it is a true sci-fi record in the sense of like sci-fi in in, in so many ways, very often and pretty much is based around exploring the present through the future in in, in a lot sure. of ways. So you thought you could go a lot deeper with that, Dan? It was meant to go that way. I think yeah. also, yeah. I think we, we had a couple of false starts making this record earlier and we just weren't right there. And I think part of it had to do with having to look at it from a, a wider scope. And the other part of it was, I think a lot of things happened in the last 10 years between when we were making the records or so. And whether it's like sure. 9-11 to like, you know, bank collapses or like... Well, the internet was still like yeah. a novelty. AOL, yeah, yeah. everybody yeah, was on it, AOL the it, first time. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> I mean, we, we comment on that in the beginning as far as right. that. But like now, yeah, you can be revolutionary through like Twitter and Egypt or mm-hmm. things like this where you're starting to see a lot of things come to fruition. And Dell was telling me, and then I realized it's all true. It's all, these are all tools in what happens through the nature of man. And the nature of man has never really deviated too far. You know, power, money, corruption, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So it's just just how, it, how all these things that happen that are just different versions of it. Deltron, to locate me is like driving blind at night or diving right into a supermassive black hole. No luminosity, getting through for eyes to see how I climb for free up the cosmic distance ladder. That mediocre chitter-chatter will get you shattered. Observations of the transits of Venus, crucial in determination of the reason. Let's give listeners a taste of this music. What are you going to start with? I think the song we're going to start with is called The Return. It kind of reintroduces um, the 3030 people to the world. 
2040 warp speed to the new scenario where we roam our tiny planet was continuously shrouded in darkness from greeting an arctic conquest the final operation based ideas and proposals involving privateers serving low blows the constellation patrol just the overthrow and obtain supplies for the side that they ride for privateer raids on the core system while the whole planet under war conditions taking more victims than the mutiny taking over government control in an attempt to secure a new republic what became of it planet-wide destruction constant weapon fire crushing any production of advancements to science technology to ease life's difficulties every tax dollar with the sweet crime off the streets but the law would cheat each time till operations backfired defeating the design seems like a leap in time back to simpler days when technological advances were minimal whoever survived was thrust into Every portion of the land decimated in a blaze. Law and order fraction attacks was center stage. The star of the show is entertained with a bit of praise. Check it, check it, check it. Tell Charles Zero and all of it. The return. Government does not control anyway. The streets 
sound of last sight. That's not hard to see. More cars than trees are more like lumps of metal and rows of several. Nuclear fallout crawls out and sometimes blinds people, leaving them with no sight. No rights, muggers in broad day. Similar to the ancient fables of the Wild West, or maybe just a trial or test for humans who thought they were superior and more than houses of flesh. Highly upset, human beings seeing no way going straight. Anarchy flows through the alleyways, little chance. But me and my man go to the nail because music has the one glimmer of future and tales. Can't nobody use it as well as my strafers Cause many quit the craft after the paper It became minimal Then the full republic backlash To outlaw the music production completely It was discreetly, neatly accomplished Under our noses But a few were still on the quest To keep the globe hopeful and vigilant No matter what situations we live in No return Check, check, check it Deltron Zero And all of it No return That was Deltron 3030 with The Return, live on Sound Opinions. We'll have more with the group in a minute here on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. And later, Beck gives us his morning phase. Traveling the barren landscape, one man facing infinity, in a sea of desolence, battle was quickly upon me, insubordination was reported with no warning. Smugglers damaged the fleet to prime chiefs, resulting in immediate retreats. A hollow victory I soon defected, undetected at first, but soon checked for. I was a spy that fly on the wall that no one ever seems to recognize. Disguised as a trash dweller who has no self-confidence, defeated by life's pitfalls and threats. But really in sniper mode, life of a nomad, noticing life slowly flow past. No cash or money is worthless, credit is currently all we have to work with. Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott with Jim DeRigatis, and that's a track from Event 2, the latest offering from the hip-hop supergroup Deltron 3030. Dan the Automator Nakamura, Kid Koala, and Del the Funky Homo Sapien joined us in our studio during their tour. 
Now, all three of these guys have collaborated with a wide variety of talent. We're talking about people like Damon Albarn of Blur, Prince Paul, Cool Keith. I mean, Dell began his rap career by writing rhymes for other people like his cousin, Ice Cube. And the lyrics on the Deltron 3030 record are especially ambitious. Novelistic in their scope, with the way he interconnects characters and scenarios. And uh, Dell explained for him it was a real push forward. Here he tells us how he wanted to go deeper on event two. And to be aware of cognitive preference, so learning stress is lesson. Do not even a question. I had to study basically science fiction writing. Technically, what you have to do to write science fiction, how should I say, what is tasteful as far as sci-fi, you know, what do fans, you know, appreciate, what do they think is cliche, you know, stuff like this. What are some basic tropes? And honestly, to tell you the truth, I probably would not enjoy doing that again because <laughs> it's not even the format really to do it in. Like music is not really a comfortable format to be writing a novel in. Like things need to be kind of more brief. The time period that you have in a song is not long enough to be doing too much vocally. You know, you got to get to hit. You. That's what makes music great, I feel. It hits you quickly, you know what I mean? You hit on an interesting idea, Dell. I mean, what if a really inspired graphic artist came to you? Or what if some wacky filmmaker or, or, or off-Broadway producer came to you and said, there's more life for this here, would you be interested? Probably, yeah. As long as I didn't have to, you know, be on. You know what? I would offer a lot of freedom for the writing of whatever that would be. Well, that's a good window to get into this subject. How much, Dan and Kid Koala, are you playing around with things after Dell brings it to the table? Lots. First things first is we talked a lot about what kind of record we were going to make, and then I went in and made music that I thought would get that feeling. And I brought Eric in to do a little bit of cutting over it, then then brought it to Dell, and Dell wrote onto it and rhymed over it, and then I took it back and worked on it again for for a while to make it match what he's saying. And so then, it's a basketball. You're passing it back and forth. Oh, we are, but we're together too. I mean, we're yeah. you know we're like it, 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 <laughs> there's times when we get together, and then there's times when we have time apart from each other and just is kind of like creating stuff. Yeah. It's a different time right now in terms of the way music is made, at least for me or a lot of people, I think. But like, I, I start mixing pretty much from the moment we get vocals, and, but then the song me could too. become like 100% different by the time mm. it's done. It, it's basically not done till it's done. You exactly. Know, man? Yeah. You still got a chance. You might think of something <laughs> towards the end like, nah, but it'll be way sicker if you add yeah. this. You like, you're, If you're the yeah. producer, yeah. you're going to keep that in mind. You right. know? I like the drama to come up and down based on what he's saying, and then like I want to have freshness come in here and there if it matches what he's doing. You know, I, I don't, yeah. and nothing on this record, or any record if I try to do it, is, is, is specifically gratuitous. It's all for a reason. It might be a really small reason, but there's a reason. The music, though, fits the weight of the lyrics, I think, because you brought an orchestra on some of these uh, tour dates with you. And, you know, people, I think, Dan, need to hear how you make this music because people may assume it's all samples, but there's very little sampling. There's actually no sample on this record. Yeah. No samples. I mean, there's drum samples, like drum sound samples, but there's no samples, musical couplets or anything. None, none of that. It's all... It's all like just put together, and like part of the um, whole idea with the string section and the horns of the choir is like, 
I kind of wanted to realize the um, actual production, like how 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 it would really be put together with the drum and the strings and all that stuff. Whereas, like, I don't think that's ever really been done, much less in. I mean, you'll have like these concerts for like the San Francisco Symphony or someone will do Metallica, but they're right. really just <laughs> aping a Metallica record. Yeah, but it's not really how Metallica makes their record. It's not. You know what I mean, it's right. like. It's, a, it's more of an experience. This is actually the record. We're using these instruments to make this record. You know what? Can I say something real quick? Sure. I'm reading David Byrne. He has a book, right? Oh, that's a great read. You know what I'm talking about? About, about making music. music. Yeah. 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 He said something about performance versus recorded music, right? And he was like, before, you were trying to capture the performance with the recording. And then at this point, it's to the point where... It feel like you're trying to replicate the recording with your performance. It was the performance first. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that's kind of how Dan is looking at it. He wants the performance to be exactly what is in his head. You know what I mean? Uh, how about another tune from the record? Cool. We're going to do a song called Nobody Can. Give you a visit. Or 
Four biological chemical scramblers, electromagnetic pros taking a gander. Incredible stratagem for several millennia. Kept my folks in with love, we still defending them. The realest platform since most from killing each other. But still, something suggests the undercover guidelines with interactions taking precedent. Primary news agencies leaking the evidence. Semi precious stones hoarded at home since the great collapse. Finance is taken back. Now the crime wave by the mind slaves got the populace trying to escape to a new planet flying in space. The planetary official secrets have been aloof. Created a capitalist move to overshoot the chaos and effectively cash out if they lost. Issuing a galactic civil war to keep the days long. The source options, neurotoxins, erase the data files of the central computer and stop it. Delta is our hero. If he can't do it, nobody can. With a wave of the hand and a flick of the wrist, world is starting to give you a glimpse. Delta is our hero. If he can't do it, nobody can. With a wave of the hand and a flick of the wrist, world is certainly give you a glimpse. That was Nobody Can from Deltron 3030 on Sound Opinions. You know, we got to talk to Kid Koala about some of the stuff that we are hearing. Those turntables that Kid Koala is playing, uh-huh. a big part of that. You do a lot of different kind of projects. I mean, I know that you're a graphic novelist, a cartoonist, illustrator. This must have been right up your alley. I mean, Del's lyrics are very evocative on this record. It's pretty easy to just start digging in the right directions as far as source material or creating sounds and cutting it to vinyl. When Dan would come out to Montreal, you know, we talk about that just more on an arrangement level. It's like, oh, we need something to happen in this 16 bars here, or what, you know, to lift or add tension or whatever it was, you know. But basically, I was just trying to harmonize with the stuff that Dan was doing and, and the stuff that Dell was doing. I don't know if people are familiar with your work. You've got a lot of solo records out, but I, I, I do remember the last time one of the last times I saw you perform, I think it was that 2006 tour with uh, Shadow, where you, you would take that Audrey Hepburn, I believe it was an Audrey oh, Hepburn right. version Moon, of uh, Moon, Moon River. River. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and That's my mom's favorite song. Mind-blowing, what was it, four turntables going at the same time? That was three. It's pretty amazing stuff. Maybe you guys will indulge these couple of music critic geeks here with a question or two about other projects besides Deltron. All right, uh, Dr. Octagon. Dr. Octagon, paramedic fetus of the East with priests I'm from the church of the operating room with the strikes of force, scalpel since the Holocaust. Dr. Octagon record, Danny Automator, Qbert uh, doing the turntable thing. Right. Cool Keith, an out there personality as, a, as an artist, to, to <laughs> say the least. Rapper. Yeah. I'm going to say this about Cool Keith. Yeah. He's probably the one dude that let me know, okay, I could do this. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. all the stuff he was saying was stuff that I thought of doing before, and people <laughs> used to make fun of me. And then when he came out and accomplished it, I was like, okay, see, I wasn't stupid. Blue flowers. 
blue flowers growing by the brook pond. Yellow indigo, blue flowers growing by the pond. Look, it's raining yellow. Would you care to listen to any more? I love that record, man. It was, uh, I mean, every record is, is a snapshot in time for me, but like that, that record was made uh, obviously with Cool Keith, Dr. Octagon, and um, DJ Qbert, and we just kind of did what we felt like doing. Shout yeah. out to Keith and Qbert. Yes. What's up, y'all? Is there some measure of frustration when you push the sonic envelope as far as you did on that record? Part of you must want to say, let's see where people can go now, you know? And then and it's like, oh, yeah. do you even think about stuff like that when you're doing stuff? Well, you know what? To be honest, I want to push it further than anyone else can push it. Mm. And then, like, after that, the genre is dead to me. And I don't mean dead like I'm not doing it, but, like, I've kind of done that. I want to see what someone else does with something else. When I made that record, I made that record in a manner where I was like, you know what? And that was more of a sample-based time. I was like, you know what? People are, you know, everyone's freaking a jazz record. Everyone's freaking James Brown. You know what? There's just all this music out there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to flip it all on his head. That's how I started yeah. mentally doing it. I have a, a need to get continuity. So even if I'm, like, working on some country thing and then some classical music thing or whatever, they're, they're all going to somehow work together. That's how it works for me. Sure. Well, Dell, the other project I wanted to ask you about, and again, all three of you, Dan and, and Kid Koala, uh, were part of this eventually, but Gorillas, when Damon Albarn is starting that incredible project behind the animated facade of, of these characters with the Tank Girl creator, Jamie Euler, doing yeah, the cartoon. I love, I love him, too. He's such a dope artist. Yeah, him. how does that come to be? He taps you for the voice of Clint Eastwood, the first single, their bow to the world. Oh, you brought him. Dan's yeah, taking credit. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I mean, I brought Dylan. <laughs> okay. You know, me, me, Damon, and Jamie started the Gorillas. Right. And that right. was like when it was done, if I'm, if yeah, I'm pretty, correct. Pretty far it was along. pretty much yeah. done. Finally, someone let me out of my cage. Now, time for me is nothing because I'm counting no A's. Now, I couldn't be there. Now, you shouldn't be scared. I'm good at repairs, and I'm under each snare. Intangible. Bet you didn't think, so I command you to. Panoramic view. Look, I'll make it all manageable. Pick and choose, sit and lose. All you different crews, chicks and dudes. So you think it's really kicking tunes. He's let me see, like, pictures and stuff from the artwork for the project. And I'm like, okay, I know who did that artwork because I was a big fan of Tank Girl, like, huge fan. I still got a lot of Tank Girl comics, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We had finished the Deltron album pretty much. I think he was going to take me home, but then, like, at the last minute, he was like, but, you know, you want, I, I, I would like you to do these lyrics over on this record right here, this mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood record. And I was like, nah, man, take me home. I'm ready to go home. <laughs> so he's like, I know you could do it in, like, 30 minutes, like, 15 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know you could do it real quick. And I'm glad he kind of, like, pushed me to do it because I didn't even want to do it. Yeah, there's, there's that <laughs> you know number one record that I asked yeah. you to sing on, right? It's coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on. Gorilla is this sort of, like, beyond category. Like, people hadn't quite seen this combination of elements before. We're seeing that same thing with Deltron 3030. I talked to you, Dan, a few weeks ago about this, and you were sort of talking about this idea. Well, I'm not even sure it's a hip-hop record. There's a rapper on it, but, and, and that makes it hip-hop, but it really doesn't have a category. And that seems like it's never bothered you. I, I don't want to get outside of a category, so to speak, but yes, I don't care about categories. That's how I would put it. We're trying to paint a particular picture, and I just, you know, I, w- I would rather have the whole co- color palette around me. That's all. Mm-hmm. But it makes it tougher to 
sell the record. That's what I was about right? to say next. Like, <laughs> or let's 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 step away from the business side of it and selling it. If somebody wants to find your record and there's no kind of way to label it, where are they going to find it at? Nobody's going to come into the record store or go online and just look everywhere till they stumble uh, upon it. You I'm know gonna, what I'm saying? I'm they need some kind of direction. People have to have some sort of label or definition for something to even have a conversation about it. But beyond that, you know what I mean? Go ahead, go ahead. No, no I was saying that's all true, except for, like, but realistically, you know, I mean, it's like you make a record to make the record. You don't worry about all this other stuff. I mean, I'm, if, if we were making a record and we're going, like, we're going for number one on the charts, we'd have different plans. You know what I mean? I think we're just trying to make the best record possible. And I, I'm going to say this. I have a pretty pretty big discography, right? Mm-hmm. What percentage of the records that I've made do you think sound dated right now? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, out of the time. Though. Exactly. So I'm saying, like, I can live with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can live with the fact that my records don't sound old. You're listening to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott with Jim DeRogatis, and we're here with Deltron 3030, Dan the Automator, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, and Kid Koala. Have you guys got another song for us? Yeah, I think we're going to do this song called City Rising from the Ashes. About your boy Deltron Zero, your hero. In 3030, we ain't in the clear though. We was near toast doing too much who to trust. In a land so scandalous and grand, even the president got his hand in the contraband. They done controlled that band of information, leading the education to your brainwaves, pulsate. They said, forget the environment. For so long, the environment said, forget y'all. Okay, now we in the Cobra Clutch. Once the planet fold up, blow up. You know what? Mother Nature must have saved us. Look, we still stayed here, but much was lost. We lost touch with the source to give back. There was a hero, Jet Black, who was kin to the previous champion at 3030, but now it's 4,010. From the ashes, I arise with the new styles of Deltron Osiris. Can find this, let's go along and see how we go so far the road is on. Osiris, I'm here in the afterlife. In the future, we'll brother will have to fight everybody. Call to scramble, full-scale chaos, reckless abandon. Cats will sell they hand for a handgun. Follow your commander, though you can't stand them. No planet. Wild and dangerous, anger just permeate, so we learn to take hostility with a grain of salt. This stuff out the way, cause it ain't our fault. Bank balls. Blown to smithereens, whatever's left is stuff for the fiend. But you better not mess with the team. Deltron and Dan, we melt foes to ash. They're in a flash and not in the pan. All in the plan, in a lawless land. <laughs> Just so y'all can understand, I got a legacy to chase. Live up the fam. Who was kin to the previous champion in 3030, but now it's 4010. From the ashes, I arise with the new styles. It's Deltron Osiris. If you can buy this, let's go along and see how we go so far. The road is gone. Osiris, I'm here in the afterlife. In the future, we'll probably will have to fight for the power. Now you've been devoured by sound waves, frequency with a deeper lead. Creep with me as I bail through the hood with unsavory types, most likely no good. In the eyes of society's visor, even though the enterprise. Prizes are the crisis they license been revoked by the average trench coat pulling out so you can smoke blah like hickory sausage victory come on it's far from flawless they ain't god but their ways is pompous thinking they can stomp us with troops and contras but just let loose a stupid monster unable to be contained it's too late they launched it with no promotion so now we revolted insult they sold it with explosive voltage who is here to the previous champion at 
2030, but now it's 4,010. From the ashes, I arise in the boost thousands, Deltron Osiris. If you could buy this, let's go along and see how we go so far. The road is gone. Osiris, I'm here in the afterlife. In the future, we're brothers will have to fight. Kaboom! City Rising from the Ashes by Deltron 3030. Dan the Automator, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, Kid Koala on the turntables. Really great band you got here, too. Taka yeah, really on guitar though. and Alex on drums, John on bass. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thanks Thank for having you. us. Thank you. And now we want to hear from you. Deltron 3030 is one of a long line of rock and hip-hop artists to enter the world of science fiction. What are your favorites? Call 888-859-1800. Coming up on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX, Greg and I review album number 12 from Beck. Who's that? The man Who's that? The man Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My partner is Greg Cott, and that is a song called Blue Moon by Beck from album number 12 in his career, Morning Phase. It seems like only yesterday, Greg, that this anti-folk prankster emerges on the scene with a song called Loser and an album called Mellow Gold in 1994. But Beck has had a long and fruitful career with many different guises. Funk meister, synthesizer, avant-garde, experimental guy, soulful, introspective, dark night of the soul singer-songwriter, most notably on Sea Change in 2002. And I bring that album up because 
because Beck has said that the new mourning phase is a return to that mode. He's working with his father, David Campbell, the famous string arranger who's worked with him in the past. Uh, But this is a very lush, orchestrated record. It's a quiet record. It's an introspective record that also features his longtime band, Joey Warrenker, uh, Roger Joseph Manning, Smokey Hormel. First effort for a new label, Capitol Records, right? The label that brought us the Beatles and Sinatra and now Beck. Let's play a song and then we'll give our opinions on how Beck is faring these days. This is Wave by Beck from Morning Phase on Sound Opinions. That is Wave from the new Beck album, Morning Phase, and I love that song in particular about this album. That is an example of what we were talking about earlier, Jim. That is a direct collaboration between Beck and his father. Basically, it's Beck's voice and his father, David Campbell's string arrangement, and it is beautiful. David Campbell's string arrangements on this record are, are one of its greatest strengths. People may, for, may have forgotten by now But when Sea Change came out in 2002, it was kind of a real shock to a lot of people. Like, wow, this guy's coming across, you know, he's got this introspective level that we just didn't know was there at all. Because he seems sort of this jokey character, kind of smirky in his lyrics. That was a very serious album about breakup. And the mood was one of devastation, but beautiful devastation because of the way the songs were arranged. Now we're a dozen years later, and the mood has altered slightly. I mean, there's clearly a link to that earlier record. Many of the arrangements are similarly slow-moving, but the mood has gone from devastated to melancholy. And I have to say, my first impression of this record was it was not working for me. It felt like a sequel, and it played like sequels often do. Like, okay, I've heard this before, and it was done better earlier. I actually did an A-B test Mm. between the two albums, and I found Sea Change preferable. But... My mistake was playing this album while I was driving around. When I settled back, <laughs> turned off the lights, put the headphones on just as yeah. I was ready to crash one night, it just hit me. It was, it's a beautiful record. I don't recommend playing it while driving, but the mood, 
for this record is perfect. It's a perfect late night record, and uh, the beauty of it really starts to uh, overtake you. I'm going to give it a buy it. Greg, yeah, it, it is a beautiful record, and it, it sets a mood, and Sea Change is such a brilliant album. It was one of my favorites that year, and, and it has held up very well. That, you know, a sequel to Sea Change is not a bad thing, right? But it's been almost eight years since Beck's last album, yeah. and he's retreading a familiar soundscape. What made Sea Change rise above the music was he was talking about the end of a, of a relationship that meant a lot to him that was more than a decade, and, and he was heartbroken, and he was sharing himself for the first time. Instead of going ironic or surreal, Mm -hmm. you know, here he's happily married and he's a dad and things are good for Beck. And that's fine. I'm not saying he should be suffering, but he's not singing much about anything. There's lots of talk of mourning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, and waving goodbye and departures and breakups. But none of that is actually happening. And if you bother to listen to the lyrics, he's not really singing anything substantial. There's no meaning here. Although I love it musically, I I keep looking for an intellectual core there. So I have to give it a try. It for that reason, as opposed to your enthusiastic buy it. I tell you, little buddy, this whole island is bewitched. You remember, we were shipwrecked together. As often as possible, one of us here on Sound Opinions likes to take a trip to the desert island and play you a song we cannot live without. Greg, it's your turn. I'm eager to hear what you've got. Jim, I was talking to a contemporary musician the other day, a guy by the name of Nick Waterhouse, about this elusive concept known as swing. What does it mean to swing? A lot of people have said Waterhouse, you know, he swings. And he goes, man, you know, it makes me think of Benny Goodman in the 30s or something like that. I am definitely not that. When I think about swing, I think about Bobby Parker's Watch Your Step. And I go, wow, you know about that track? I mean, that's our hard song to find, let alone here. I mean, obviously you can call it up on YouTube these days, but it was a very difficult record to find for decades. Watch Your Step from 1961 by the guitarist Bobby Parker. Uh, It was recorded for a tiny Pennsylvania label, V-Tone. The people who did hear it, it was an import at the time in England, loved it so much they ripped it off. I mean, we're talking about people like uh, Manfred Mann and Spencer Davis Group who who covered it. Uh, Later, Carlos Santana said that was the record that made him want to pick up a guitar in the first place. The Beatles did two separate songs based on Bobby Parker's Watch Your Step, and John John Lennon freely opened up to this. He said, you know, we copped a rip for it in I Feel Fine, and Day Tripper also has a variation on that Bobby Parker guitar riff. Led Zeppelin's Moby Dick was based on this riff from Bobby Parker. Parker himself said that he was influenced very heavily by Dizzy Gillespie and Ray Charles in writing this song. Parker was born in Louisiana, grew up in California, ended up settling in Washington, D.C., never really got his due, started making albums in the 90s that were really quite good, but the key track for me and Bobby Parker came from 1961. Watch your step on Sound Opinions.
Watch Your Step, 1961, from Bobby Parker. Really going deep there, Mr. Cotta. Good choice for the Desert Island Jukebox. What's on the show next week? Next week, Jim, it's a real treat. We've got Cynthia Robinson and Jerry Martini talking about their longtime bandmate, Sly Stone. Greg, as always, we have some thank yous to say on the way out. Mary Gaffney and Andrew Gill helped with Deltron 3030. Sound Opinions is produced by Jason Saldana, Robin Lynn, Anthony Martinez, and our intern, Jake Smith. Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. So give us a call on our hotline, 888-859-1800. New messages. Hey, my name is Seward. I'm from Florida. And I enjoyed your recent episode discussing Russian music and musicians. A group that I discovered I really enjoy is a group by the name of Ivan Kubala. They take samples from Russian folk songs and then mix it with uh, modern instruments and arrangements. really great song of theirs is Rosie. Anyways, thanks for the show and the new music you always bring. Hey, Jim and Greg, this is Todd from Western Springs, Illinois. I'm calling to nominate your next stop on the world tour. I'd love to see y'all stop off in Brazil. Real rich musical culture there. Uh, I'd love to hear some talks about uh, Caetano Veloso, Tom Zé, Gilberto Gil, all those guys. Make for a real interesting and deep, deep show, I would think. O monumento não tem porta A entrada é uma rua antiga, estreita e torta No joelho uma criança sorridente, feia e morta Estende a mão Viva mata, tá, tá Viva mula, tá, 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 tá Viva mata, tá, tá Viva mula, tá, 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 tá Hey, this is Mark Smith. I live outside Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And this is a... Uh... Yet more suggestions for the musical couples category. And the couple is a couple who recorded a few albums back in the 70s. Alan Frazier and Daisy DeBolt. They're both still around, but they were a duo with a band back then and recorded some amazing songs and then just kind of vanished like a bright comet. These dance hall girls treat you kind They'll give you their bodies but you'll never reach their minds They'll fill you up with lipstick lies When they put you down some Don't be surprised Is this the way it always 
Texas here in Baltimore. Thanks a lot for all your sound and opinions. See ya. Hey, Jim and Greg and crew. This is Matthew calling from Portland, Oregon. And the band from the UK, Elbow, just announced that they're going to be touring North America for the first time since 2001 which is pretty exciting, and I looked, and it seems like uh, they've never been mentioned on your show before, so they're one of these bands that, when I first discovered them years after they had been recording, I couldn't believe I hadn't heard of them before. They're a chamber pop group with a really rich mix of instrumentation. They can rock, they can be really emotional. They're just a, a really great band overall. There's a Epic just wanted to introduce them to more people because of their tour that's coming up in the United States. Um, love the show. Thanks a lot. No more messages. To share your opinions on Sound Opinions, call 888-859-1800. We'll be back next week on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and distributed by PRX.